With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Doug Gottlieb Show is uh, broadcasting live and direct from sunny Southern California, where (laughs) this is why I almost feel like sports radio needs to start doing seven days a week. And you're like, my crew's like, what? No, I want to have a life. Um, Maybe, but. I mean, think about the euphoria of Friday night and where we are now with the Clippers. But that's, it's crazy. And of course, we have game seven yesterday. And what we learned, there was a game seven Saturday, which is incredible. We'll get to all that in a second. Check out the latest lines from the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21, must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. Um, we'll get to the NCAA uh, losing one of their you know, a Supreme Court ruling. Um, it's, it's considered unanimous. There's a, there's a lot to it, right? 
And I heard Dan Byer about Brett Kavanaugh. That was one Supreme Court justice. It's not actually accurate what he's saying. But it's one Supreme Court justice in what he's saying. If you read the very first line in the ruling, the Supreme Court decided to not make the NCAA change anything about how they give out scholarships and essentially nothing. So it it's like, did, did you lose a round? Yes. Are is is the fight at the end of the day probably going to go the way of more compensation? Yes. I don't think anybody actually under has has been honest with you. Look, I'm not going to spend a bunch of time on it because I honestly don't think that as many people care as media people care. But here's the reality to it. Colleges and universities and their sports programs operate in a tax shelter. Right? It's a way in which you can, previous to the Trump administration, you could donate money and get a massive tax write-off to help your university. That has on some level been changed. And your push, many people's push for this, let's make them athletes, employees, is stupid because you don't know the end game. Okay? Let me lay it out for you really quickly. More people, more athletes have been educated with college scholarships than any other scholarship program outside of the GI Bill. So you may not value it. You may think colleges don't teach the right thing. You may... But I'm just telling you, it, there, is, there are hundreds of thousands of people that would have no ability to afford college, let alone get into college or afford it, who are walking around today with college degrees and are successful because of it. And if you, and this is big push, get your way, what will happen is athletes will be compensated they will be taxed. So too will sports programs and half of the, the programs, not the ones you care about. The other ones will cease to exist. And the ones that you do care about, it will be so expensive to maintain. There will be a far limited number of them. So I hope you know what you're actually asking for. Because as Brett Kavanaugh said, nowhere else would this exist. He's right, but he's not actually, and maybe part of this is the NCAA's argument, he's not actually stating the reality. No other place would you not be fireable. Would there be no overtime? Would you receive full, complete benefits? Despite the fact that you're not actually qualified like the rest of the student body. Like there's a whole bunch to it. I just want you to understand. I'll get people all the time. You're on the wrong. I'm on the right side of history. I actually want to protect the whole institution. You don't. You just want people to get paid as quickly as possible because you read in headlines, hundreds of millions of billions of dollars. Like, yeah, over 20 years, colleges make money off all their students. Period. Stop. But the day that the tax shelter goes away, is the day that this thing becomes house of cards and college softball, which we all, I watched was awesome. Good luck. Track and field. Good luck. Soccer across. Good luck. 
and many women's basketball programs. Good luck. All right, let's get to uh, actual sports topics of the day. This is Doc Rivers after the 76ers lost at home to the Atlanta Hawks. Obviously, he struggled from the free throw line, and, and that became a factor in this series. There's no doubt about that. I uh, still believe in him, uh, but we have work to do. You know, we're going to have to get in the gym, um, put a lot of work in, um, and, and, and go for it. Doc, you think Ben Simmons can, can still be a point guard for, for a championship team like the one you guys want to become? Yeah, David, I don't know that question or the answer to that right now. You know, so I don't know the answer to that. What do you, uh, when you say get in the gym with him, what, uh, what needs to be done? I mean, obviously, this is this is corruption. Yeah, I mean, I, I that's that's between Ben and I. Um, okay, here is his teammate Joel Embiid after the game. Man, uh, I'll be honest. Um, I thought the turning point was uh, I don't know how to say it, um, but I thought the turning point was just you know we had uh, an open shot and you know we missed uh, we made one free throw and. Uh, we missed the other, and then they came down and scored, uh, and uh, we didn't get a good pos- uh, possession on the other end, and Trey came back and he made a three, and then from there, uh, down four, uh, and then I go, I, uh, it's on me, I turn the ball over uh, and try to, you know, make something happen uh, from the perimeter, but uh, I thought that was a turning point. Ben Simmons shot 15 for 45 from the foul line. That's 33%. Okay. And 34% overall. Offensively, he said, I wasn't there. I didn't do enough for my teammates. There's a lot of things I need to work on. I ain't shoot well from the line this series. It's an understatement. Um, and by the way, what the, the turning point that Embiid's talking about was not when Ben Simmons was at the line, though it was when Ben Simmons turned down a wide open uh a wide open layup or dunk uh on a on a drive where he said I thought Gallo was on my back and John Collins moving out of the lane so I thought I had a wide open dunk anyway look everybody's going to blame Ben Simmons and you probably should I don't think he's the only reason that they lost but as a guy who had the yips there's no one else in sports radio in all that you can go search the landscape that can speak to what I'm going to speak to. Right? Does Ben Simmons need to spend hours upon hours upon hours in the gym? Yes. Yes. Does he need to consider shooting right-handed? Yes. He's actually right-handed. He only shoots a basketball from the perimeter left-handed. Everything inside of 15 feet is right-handed. And it's long been thought in the NBA that he should shoot right-handed, but he's also I mean, it's got to be really, really hard to change those habits, even at 24 years old. Nonetheless, it feels like it's his last game as a Sixer. Nonetheless, it's not the first. It's actually the second Philadelphia 76er to suffer through what is, I don't know if you want to call it a confidence crisis or a mental health crisis, or, or actually it's the same exact thing. But the, it is really, really, really hard to overcome. It's really hard to overcome. The three things we don't talk enough about in sports radio, because most of these idiots have never actually played a sport at a high level, is 
culture, conditioning, and confidence. Sometimes, and this is the case really with the, with the Nets, right? They didn't score a point in overtime in game seven. They only played seven dudes. They were just out of gas. Sometimes you just don't have it in the tank. If, you, if you've coached or played, and it doesn't even have to be at that much of a high level, like oh, I made the mistake this weekend. I had my son's team, and we played three or four, four games on Saturday, and we weren't playing that well. And we liked to press, and I liked, and I pressed, and in the early games, which were games we didn't have to win, and we had nothing in the tank, zero. That's on me. Conditioning, culture. D- does the team like each other? You're not going to get anything. The guys don't like each other. But the number one determinant as to whether or not you are whether or not you are going to make or miss a shot isn't actually anything other than confidence in your belief. And when it goes, man, it's, it's really hard to get it back. It's really, really hard to get it back. And when everybody's talking about it, when your coach is talking about it, when your teammates are talking about it. I mean, look, Giannis is not a good free throw shooter, right? But you don't shoot an air ball it, it's 13 feet, nine inches. It's 13 feet, nine inches to make a free throw. People always say it's 15 feet, it's 15 feet to the backboard. It's 13 feet, nine inches to switch a free throw. Okay. He shot like a, a 10 and a half foot, 11 foot free throw. That's what happened. And everybody's, you don't do that unless there's something going on upstairs. That's telling your body. You can't do this. It's that you're fighting with your brain. So, I mean, like, look, if you're, if you're Ben Simmons, it's got to suck. If you're the 76ers who they build on Markel Fultz because of the same issue. And like Fultz is able to be play now, but you can't play him really at a high level. He's playing with the magic who are trying to remake themselves yet again. Like the, the mental, it's really interesting. We talk about mental health as a crisis in real society. But when somebody has what can only be determined as a mental health issue in playing your sport, that's like, well, he just sucks. No. Confidence, culture, conditioning. And that confidence is the the number one fact. We talked to Jordan um, Palmer about this at quarterback. And he's like, look, some of whether or not these guys succeed or fail as quarterbacks in the NFL, it's not just processing. It's just confidence. You got to see it, believe it, and let it rip. You got to know what you're looking at. You have to have done all of the other work. And that's part of Ben Simmons. That's part of why people have been uh, rightly critical when he's dated, you know, Hollywood types, when he's on Instagram. Like, you're doing all that stuff. You're not in the gym putting in work. But it is really, really hard to believe that he'll be able in short order to go from a non-shooter with no confidence to a guy you can count on. Can you do it? Yeah, it's been done. But it's really hard. And this feels like rock bottom. I've been there, man. I've been there at the free throw line. And people, especially when you're at home, they only want you to succeed. My senior year in college, I would, I'd go through these. I had the yips. It was, it's like stage fright. Get up there and you're like, man, I just, I, I, you lose all the power in your body. And I told people like, you know, it's, it's so quiet in our gym. 
I just wish there was some noise. So they started cheering, chanting my name, and I made a couple. And then everywhere I went, there'd be a small group of people chanting my name. And sometimes it would help. Sometimes it wouldn't. But you, in order to make this work with Ben Simmons, it, it's a 24-7, 365, helping his see a psychologist, work with people on a coaching staff, work with people on the team who understand emotionally and mentally what he's going through. Do you think he doesn't want to shoot? It's just a fear of failure. It's a, it's a brain thing. And it also, by the way, tells you how different these other guys are wired. Right? These other guys are wired where they have an unreal, un- completely unrealistic self-confidence. That's Steph Curry. There's a famous cut from uh, uh, Steve Kerr talking about, man, you just, I've never seen anything. You have such incredible confidence in yourself. You got to have the right coach who helps you along the way. You got to have the right people who are supporting you. They got to be rightfully critical, but they also have to find ways to build your confidence. He has none. It's getting worse. This has to be rock bottom. I mean, look, Luka Doncic is a hell of a shooter. And he's like mid-60s at the line. Now, I, I think... I think there's a little bit more to it than that. He's not as good a shooter as you think. Look at the percentage of of his makes from three. But some of that is just the mental aspect of it. It's it's the same. I was sitting there watching U.S. Open with my one of my daughters yesterday. She's like, I just don't get the golf thing. Why is it so hard? You get the ball, you hit the ball. You get the ball, you hit the ball. I said, you know why? Because you're playing against the course, but you're also playing against your brain. And your brain's telling you all these little things you're supposed to do because you hit it to the left last time. And then it seems like a little six-foot putt. That's easy. Now factor in millions are on the line. There's a slight contour to the green. And oh yeah, by the way, your brain is telling you you can or cannot do this thing. Ben Simmons attempted three fourth-quarter shots in seven games. He knew. He didn't have the confidence. He couldn't do it. And his team couldn't bail him out. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. You know what I love? I love people who are on television and radio and they're assigned to talk about sports that they know nothing about. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And you know, I'll get some of you guys going like, well, you know, you, you said, uh, uh, Gottlieb, Gottlieb, uh, I remember you talking about tight ends 
And you you said it was you, wasn't anybody else. You said that George Kittle's not a blocker. No, he's not a blocker. He blocks for a pass-catching tight end. He blocks. But you wouldn't line George Kill up and leave him single-covered on a defensive end in pass protection. One, smartly, that's not how their offense is designed. And two, it's not what he does. He's a great pass catcher who can block. Right? Who can block? It's like, um, it's like, can you be a, you know, is, I don't know, I'm trying to, trying to, trying to figure out who, who the parallel is as a defense, as a superstar basketball player who can play defense. Like Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant can play defense, can defend the rim, can challenge shots, can guard all five positions, but he's not a defensive player. It's not what he's meant to do. But my point is more that that comment, and it was really, we were talking about, uh, talking about Rob Gronkowski on Colin Cowherd's show. That comment actually was something that was told to me by a GM in the NFL when we were talking about blocking tight ends. And he said, look, the top, five, top 15 blocking tight ends, no one's ever heard of because they don't catch more than 20 passes a year. So when I hear people critical of Rudy Gobert, for his inability to guard Trey Mann in the series against the Clippers, especially in Game 7 where Trey Mann has 39 points and they come from 22 down. I'm like, if you're criticizing Gobert, you don't actually know basketball. Here's Gobert himself. Last few years, I have ended in a frustrating way, you know, for us as a team, for myself. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to ask myself the obviously the, the, the right questions. You know, and hopefully when when I, when I cool down a little bit, I'm be able to have a clear mind and, and try to think about what can I do, what can we do to to make sure that never happens again. Um, they were up two games to none, and then the Clippers won the next four games, the last two without Kawhi Leonard. But it was the adjustment. It was the adjustment that Ty Lue made which is, by the way, the same adjustment that was made against the Dallas Mavericks in that we're going to commit to playing small ball. Going to commit to it. Ty Lue also defensively, when they were down 20-22, defensively, he went to a little bit of zone. But, you know, they, they shot 39 threes, and Utah shot 44 now. And they made 20 of them. Utah shot 21. But the, the difference was because they were small, you get either Trey Mann or Marcus Morris open. And Trey Mann caught, caught fire, caught a fever. Now, look, there, there's a difference there, obviously, for uh, Utah as opposed to Phoenix. The difference is for Phoenix, DeAndre Ayton can really score. If you're going to put Trey Mann or a, a, a hybrid guard on him, he's going to score much like Boban scored against the Clippers and nearly, you know, allowed the Mavericks to hang around in the games to, you know, to win at the end. I, I don't blame Rudy Gobert 
his his job has never been to guard Trey Mann out in the perimeter or all these defensive rotations. He's really versatile. He can move his feet. He can defend the perimeter some. He's unbelievable at defending the rim without fouling. That has value. But because he's not a good enough scorer, dude, he was a minus 24. Go and look at at the Jazz Clippers game seven. Joe Ingles can't guard anybody. That's why he was a minus 18. And as good a shooter and all-around player as he is, you know, there's a reason Joe Ingles at 33 years old, a couple years ago was sent packing by the Clippers. It's not what he can do on offense. It's what he can't do on defense. But Quinn Snyder's inability to find the right mix. You know, he played George Niang five minutes. He played Derek Favors, who can't really score, but Derek Favors is actually a plus 12. He only played him six minutes. He just did not have one more weapon off the bench. You know, he just didn't have it. Didn't have one more weapon off the bench. And he tried to play Mike Conley. That didn't work. But everyone wants to blame Rudy Gobert like he's some kind of bum. Like, you know, that's on his coach. You got to go zone. You got to find a different way. It wasn't like you didn't know it was coming. You do have a day off in between. You should be changing and practicing your rotations, trying to protect Rudy Gobert. And finding ways to make the Clippers pay for putting smaller guys on him. Patrick Beverly's, you know, plays 27 minutes every time down the floor defensively, he should get posted up every single time down the floor, you know, but that was a, that was a coaching win. I don't blame Rudy Gobert for his inability to guard in the perimeter. That's not who he is or what he does. Much like I wouldn't blame Travis Kelsey if he gives up a sack, if he's left man-to-man on one of the top defensive ends in football. It's not what he, who he is or what he does. Or blaming the wrong people. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox sports radio. Hope you guys are great. Um, yeah, I keep saying, I, I keep saying uh Trey man. I, I, Andrew Greif joins us Clippers reporter in the, on the athletic. Um, it, it's interesting. Like we join you now. Well, that's after game one. We missed the euphoria of game seven. Um, like I, I uh, obviously Terrence man was incredible, but how much credit do you think Ty Lue deserves for figuring it out in both the two series and just committing to going small. Uh, thanks again for having me on, Doug. Uh, out here with the LA Times, I just I think that I think that Ty Lue has done a really good job. Uh, you know, I think that the adjustments that I remember when he got hired, people who'd worked with him in Cleveland I talked a lot about you know, hey, he would park a guy for a whole series. Uh, like go go back and watch that. Like watch the way he managed his roster throughout. The Cleveland runs the finals, and um, it was sort of like it was an interesting framework to think about this last week, and really since even the Dallas series, because you know Patrick Beverly, a guy like that, um, did not have a role in the first series, played a bigger role against Utah. Terrence Mann, he was he said, Tyloo said after Game Two, 
uh, that he was out of the rotation. Clearly, he basically went back on that and made Terrence Mann a, a bigger part of the rotation, and it helped save the series. Um, so there's a flexibility there um, that I think is is something that has absolutely been critical critical to this to this playoff run. And I know a lot of people who like Ty Lue feel like he doesn't get enough credit, but um, sort of what he's been doing, especially because they've been shorthanded, you would think that this would sort of have maybe opened some eyes. Yeah, it, it's 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 pretty spectacular what he's been able to do and and pull it off. Um, okay, what is the actual Andrew Greif joins us, Clippers reporter, L.A. Times. Follow him on Twitter at Andrew Greif. That's G R E I F. Um, what what's the status of Kawhi? Because obviously there's an injury, missed the last series, out indefinitely. Some have said it's an ACL, but there's still this kind of lingering. Okay, what what actually is it? You cover this team every day. What's what's the real story here? Yeah, it's a strain, strain knee ligament. I think that you know, there's always some delicateness about okay, is the ACL? Um, that, that's what everything seems to be pointing to. The team has not come out outright and said that though. But um, you know, strain knee ligaments are something that I think I don't know how how day to day they really are. You know, it might be something where this team can keep playing for another couple weeks, maybe. Um, but even that is sort of in shrouded mystery. I think the thing that's most important is what Ty Lue said when he was asked uh, before game one of the series. He was basically like, how do you prepare right now um, with, with the Kawhi status so uncertain? And he basically said, we're preparing as if we won't have him. Um, and so that's, we just have to prepare with who we've got right now. So, uh, you know, th- this isn't a situation that, you know, I think that they're going to game two thinking, well, could, could we or game three? Um, they, they really feel like they have to just go with who they have on hand. And right now, Kawhi's in California. Okay, so how do they... What's the, what, what's going to be his magical adjustment in this series? Well, I think that, you know, it's tough because Marcus Morris, he was a guy who, you know, has had a tough shooting postseason at times. Um, but when, you know, going to this series, Tyler even said he's the guy who sort of has to be a really good shot creator, kind of fill in on the defensive role, pick up some of that slack that Kawhi Leonard would fill because, you know, he's a similar frame, um, can operate in the low post. A lot of the touches that Kawhi got in the low post are would be going to Marcus. And then he is, uh, kind of dr- injured that left knee, dragged it around, only played six minutes in the, in the second half, um, did not look fully comfortable at all. Uh, and so that's sort of one of those guys who, okay, you can sort of compensate for Kawhi if you, if you have Marcus Morris hitting it on full cylinders. So depending on his health, and we're going to talk to the Clippers in, in about two hours, can update on that stuff. Um, it's going to be really touch and go about how you know how deep in his bag Tyloo can really go, how many adjustments he can throw in this series. I think that the one thing you saw yesterday, and it wasn't incredibly effective, um, but not to say it couldn't be going forward, was they played big. You know, again, when they couldn't really necessarily go as small as they wanted uh, with with Marcus out, they played a traditional big, either Demarcus Cousins or Zubats, for all but about six minutes of that whole second half, and, and it kept them fairly close, but as we all saw, the Boogie Cousins um, and Ray John Rondo minutes were pretty hard when DeAndre Aiden got in there. It, the advantage completely flipped the Suns. Yeah, I, I would say that, that um, you, and you tell me if I'm wrong, everybody wants to say, well, you know, they, they, they made Gobert, you know, look silly. I, the, there's a difference there with Aiden, because Aiden is a legit scorer down there, whereas Gobert may score, but that's not at all what he does. So if you commit to going fully small, you're right, obviously, about Morris, but there's a difference. He gets a little dude down there, and it's a bucket, right? Uh, not, uh, a little bit like what Boban was able to do to them, only more athletic and obviously not as big. 
Yeah, I mean, Paul George was asked about the difference between Gobert and Aiden yesterday, and he said he's more agile. To your point, you know, he just you you can't sort of um, guard against him the same way because he can get to the rim in different ways than the other guys they've faced so far. Uh, I think that you know the way that the, that the central conundrum of the series for the Clippers seems to be how do you sort of apply pressure to a guy like Devin Booker who's operating beyond the perimeter and the mid range while also keeping an eye on DeAndre Ayton. Obviously, uh, you know, the Nuggets couldn't solve that. The Lakers couldn't solve that. Uh, now it's the Clippers' problem. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Paul George has uh, flipped the narrative here of late, right? That there was pandemic P and playoff P or whatever. Now he scored 373 points. That's the most uh, in, play, in Clippers playoff history. Part of it is they've never been beyond the second round. But, I mean, a good portion of it is he's played much better and with much more confidence since Kawhi's gone down. There was some talk how they lost the last series of, hey, they're going to have to make a move here in order to keep Kawhi. Has Paul George kind of solidified himself as a Clipper based upon his recent performances? Yeah, I absolutely think so. You know, I think that he's a guy who really, for me, at flipping game three against Utah when he took 24 shots, um, was much more aggressive right from the start. He'd only taken, I think, 17 and 18 each in games one and three of that series. And just for a guy that talented, um, whose who's handle, as Monty Williams, the Phoenix Suns coach, said yesterday, is, is as tight as he's ever seen it right now, I think there's just – it's almost – no excuse for him not to get at least 20 shots a game. You know, he's just, and that was before Kawhi Leonard went down. So what you've seen kind of take hold midway through that Utah series when he really started to say, um, and be again, empowered, you need to take those shots. We love your, distri- your distribution, um, but we need you to also score. You're seeing that taken to another level now with Kawhi out and him realizing, of course, that so much more is on his shoulders in terms of scoring and shot creation for himself and for others. So, yeah, this is, I mean, he's really all year kind of leaned into uh, the noise around him. I remember when they played Phoenix in January and Chris Paul and Dev Booker got in his face, he said, I don't know why people were thinking about last year. You know, I don't know why these guys talk about last year to me. I'm moving forward. And, you know, he all, when he's ever, he says something like that, he catches heat on social media. But it, it, pretty much at every turn this year, um, he's kind of borne out his position. And he's looked, uh, he's, I think he's, I don't know if he's changed too many hearts and minds, but he's absolutely changed the perception of himself. Crazy, crazy how things go in a, in the postseason. Andrew, listen, enjoy the series. Um, it, it's been nutty. And as I just tweeted out, you know, the old adage is a, a, a playoff series doesn't start to the road team wins a game, right? That's not true. The new adage is a playoff series doesn't start until the Clippers go down. Oh, two, right. That's, that's, that's the new, that, that should be the new saying. Andrew, thanks for joining us on Fox sports radio. Hey, thanks so much. Andrew Greif, LA Times, covering the Clippers. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Ben, host of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is the Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 
Juan Gabriel, Juanquis, Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Carol G, La Bichota, Cristina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Broadcasting live from the studios of Fox Sports Radio, here's Doug Gottlieb. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we'd like to get you caught up on stories of the day. We do so by playing a game. All right. This is game time. Game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Thank you for that judging drop there, Ramos. <laughs> get to the game. Doug, the game today is. Big deal, little deal, no deal. Not a big deal that Ramos hit the wrong drop. Not a big deal. It's all right. We haven't had any Yankee games, uh, <laughs> day games <laughs> lately, but. <laughs> Trust me, if there are... They're coming. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, they will be here. Of all the things I've ever seen, <laughs> Dan Boyer, on his first Father's Day, celebrating his son's napping was the greatest thing of all time. Oh, great job. It was, uh, yeah, it was great. Yeah, yesterday was just a, it was a great, great day. Super. I was. Hey, so how about we congratulate John Ramos... He picked John Rom to win the thing. He did. Nailed it. Matthew Wolf and John Rom were his picks, and John Rom comes through in the clutch. Now, if your name was Brooks Kep, would you have taken Brooks Kepka instead of John Rom? <laughs> John Ramos? Oh, I know. Yeah. Well, maybe, but yeah. yeah John no, Rom. Think, yeah, I think you would have. If your name was Brooks Kep, I think you would have taken Brooks Kepka. <laughs> when, oh, when, right. when you saw Bryson implode on 13. What was your reaction? Um, I well, I had him in a pool, so I was, I was, I was, I was disappointed on that. I tried to try to make it. Uh, that that's the falling apart. That was that's what was crazy about yesterday was so many guys were making a move early, and then when they hit the back nine, guys just started to fall apart. And then when he, I mean. Yeah, it was tough. Like other guys were bitten by thirteen as well. Colin Morikawa, same situation. But what Bryson did on seventeen, and I don't know if by that I time, didn't even see seventeen because I knew after after thirteen yeah. he was done. I was like, ah, so, I'm gonna go hop in the pool. So on seventeen, he was hitting uh, a shot, awful stance right by the green, and bladed it. You know, one where you're you're yeah, twenty yeah. feet from the hole, and the next thing you know, you're forty yards from the hole. Yeah, that's I, what I know he that did. very yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, that's what he did. So he completely imploded. Took an eight, I believe, on the par Snowman. four seventeenth. Yeah. Yeah. Snowman. So, all right, game today is big deal, little deal, or no deal. 
Big deal, little deal, or no deal that the NBA didn't give the Clippers 48 hours rest before starting their Western Conference final series against Phoenix yesterday. Wait, wait, wait. They won on, they, yeah, is it a big deal, little deal, or no deal that the Clippers won Friday night at home against the Jazz and then had to play Sunday afternoon against the Phoenix Suns? It's a big deal. I mean, it just, and I mean, look, it, I, it's, it's a big deal. The NBA has to make their money in Sunday games where they make their money. Um, and the issue is not necessarily just with Sunday. It's like now they they play tomorrow, right? And yeah. then then they play Thursday. You know, I mean, you you get to where you're at next Thursday, and you've played what is that four games in six days, seven days? Yeah, you you got nothing left. In the yeah, Bucks Hawks don't start till Wednesday. So a uh, big deal, little deal, or no deal that Celtics president Brad Stevens said today that getting Al Horford in the Kemba Walker trade allows their other players to be better. Is that a big deal, little deal, or no deal? Um, I think this it's a big deal. I think look, they they try to get rid of his salary. Obviously, Kemba still thinks of himself as Kemba before the knee, and they. But I, I also think that that it feels like Brad is telling us he thinks that the Peyton Pritchards of this world, that the Marcus Smarts of this world, if they hold on to Marcus Smart, are better players if given more minutes. I would disagree, even though I like those guys. But that's that's Brad betting on his own evaluation above that of most people's evaluation of Kemba, even with Kemba having a bad knee. Big deal, little deal, or no deal that the New York Giants are retiring Eli Manning's number 10 jersey. Mm. I think it's no deal. I mean, he won two Super Bowls. He's going to be a first battle Hall of Famer. Hell, they tried to sit him, and everybody lost their job because of it, right? So yeah. I I think that he's a pretty well-respected guy, and he's the he was the signature piece. He, by the way, wasn't really the reason that they won either of those games, but he did play really well. Uh, I think it's a, a no deal. Sure. Expected deal. Ended up making the signature plays, the throw, obviously, to David Tyree in, in evading the sack, and then also the throw to Mario Manningham in that uh, second win. A big deal, little deal, or no deal that John Rahm won the U.S. Open in his first tournament since having to withdraw from the Memorial because of his positive COVID test. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. To win the U.S. Open and essentially play great golf in back-to-back tournaments, amazing. I mean, that's an amazing, amazing storyline. Big deal, little deal, or no deal that MLB home run co-leader Shohei Otani will take part in the home run derby next month in Denver? Uh, Big deal. Big deal. I, I think he's embracing all of the things that will allow him to be viewed as a superstar, right? Like, I'm not, I'm do the home run derby, I'll do whatever, I'll pitch, I'll hit. I, I like it. I, I love the more, more, more. Uh, but it does seem like summer, right? The Angels have a couple of the best players in baseball. One's hurt, and they're like 500, even though they have some awesome players because they're the Angels and they have no pitching. Finally, Doug, big deal, little deal, or no deal that MLB home run co-leader Vlad Guerrero Jr. won't take part in the home run derby. Um, that's a big deal. He's young. He hits bombs. I don't understand why he wouldn't do it. It's a big deal. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Doug Gottlieb Show rolls on here on Fox Sports Radio. You know what's interesting? Um, I like to make arguments that are congruent. Congruent arguments. Do we know what a congruent argument is? Right? 
a congruent is a congruent argument is one that is in harmony with another one. In other words, let's say it's good. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. A congruent argument is if I make an argument about LeBron James, I should be able to make the same argument about Kevin Durant. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. And I'll make that argument next on the Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.